Hello and welcome back to the Wedding Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, as always. And thank you for listening to this episode. I hope everyone has had a beautiful holiday, you know, some time off from work so far. And I hope everyone has a beautiful New Year's rolling into 2022. I think a lot of us are ready for a beautiful, fresh start, um, hopefully leaving some of the COVID stuff behind us, although here in Alberta, it doesn't sound like it. Sounds like it'll be spilling over into 2022 as well, so I mean... At this point, we're kind of used to it. So we're rolling with the punches with all the new restrictions and things like that. But it has been good. I hope, um, yeah, that you guys enjoy this episode. The tables have turned. Miss Monica interviews me. She asked you guys a bunch of questions on the Instagram a couple months ago. And yeah, we just went through them, answered questions that people wanted to know about my engagement, my plans for the wedding, uh, some of my business goals and wedding inspiration, kind of how I do my designs and a bunch of other things. So I hope you guys enjoy. Please have a listen. If you did like the episode, be sure to share it on Instagram and tag me. But besides that, let's jump into the episode. Welcome everyone to the Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Monica. I am the lead coordinator here at Day Up Diva and you've probably all met me before. Today the tables have turned and I will be interviewing Amanda um, so we can get to know her thoughts on all things weddings, wedding planning, and the Day of Diva itself. So welcome to your podcast, Amanda. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is kind of fun. Of course, the people want to get to know you as well. (laughs) I guess. I mean, I guess we did interview you, so now it's my turn. This is fun. I like it. So I think everybody already knows what your background is and where Mm. you came from, so we won't bore everyone with those details. But why don't you start by telling us what inspired you to be a wedding planner in the first place? Oh, gosh. Okay. Also, I don't know any of these questions for everyone at home. Oh, yeah, I tortured her and it was a surprise. She put it on the story, the Instagram story, and I wasn't allowed to look at my Instagram for like 24 hours. And it was hard, actually. I actually had Julio go in because I was like, is anyone even asking a question? And I was like, just look, just click here. And he was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so... What inspired me to be a wedding planner? I think the biggest turning point for me was when I was working at Heritage Point uh, Golf Course as an event coordinator. And obviously, we were venue coordinators. So it's a little bit different than a day of coordinator. And um, I just saw that there was so much more that like the couples could have help with but people that don't like I didn't even know a day of coordinator was thing so from working there and venue coordinating and then I think a family friend of ours was like oh yeah I hired a day of coordinator for my wedding and I was like what is that and she's like oh yeah they do this and they do this and they take care of your vendors and I was like well that's kind of what I do 
at the golf course, just a little bit more, you know, in depth and speaking with the vendors and coordinating that. So after I heard that, I was like, oh gosh. And just seeing like we did like 14 weddings in a golf season. So it's really short and it was like so intense. But I just like every single one of my couples, no one actually one couple had a day up coordinator, which helped immensely for them. And um yeah, I just there's so much else that goes on besides just the venue. Like I had this bride and groom. Oh my gosh. They had, they gathered up all their wedding party. We did their rehearsal and they were literally putting on chair covers. Oh God. Till like 10 PM. And the bride just looked so exhausted. She actually stopped like halfway through and she was like, I'm going to the lounge and I'm getting a drink. (laughs) I I would too if I was her. And the guys just continued. They had like the chair covers and the sashes and uh, yeah, don't get me started on chair covers Monica loves them but um no I don't I know I'm kidding <laughs> um but yeah like little things like that I was just like wow there is such a need for this and it was kind of sad seeing all the couples be so stressed out exhausted run down on their wedding day like I would see people not even eat their dinner at the golf course because they were just so busy and people would come up and they're like, I'm not even hungry. Like, I'm sorry. Cause I did part of like dinner service too. So I would be clearing the plates and doing all that too. So I would come over and they'd be like, honestly, I'm not even hungry. Like it's just been such a long day. They can't even enjoy it. So I was like, I need to do this. No, totally. <laughs> people don't understand the benefits of a coordinator until like, unless they've heard about them. or they've experienced it at someone else's wedding. Like, I don't think a lot of couples sadly know that it's even a service to offer and how much stress it takes off of them. Yeah, like my, I always say this to my mom, but like, that's what they did. They Like a day of coordinator is definitely a newer thing. Um, Like, just think about our parents when they got married, same sort of thing. Like that wasn't a thing. My mom told me she was literally, she Got, I think she got her hair and makeup done and then she went to the hall or something to put out the decorations with her parents. And I was like, what in the world? Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> so that's my answer. So what then made you decide to start Day of Diva instead of going to work for another wedding planning company? Oh, good question. Um, I just... I, because I had the experience of being a venue coordinator, I think I just, I knew that I could do it myself. And I was like, well, let's just, you know, start offering day of services to my friends and family and see what happens. And then I, you know, launched my Facebook page and people were like, oh my gosh. And friends of friends, new people that were getting married and everyone was like sharing it. And so I got all these inquiries and I was like, oh, damn. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't think it was really a thought in my mind, actually. Now that you say that, I was just like, nah, I can do this. Yeah, <laughs> I had just jump right in. Yeah, like when I went to school for event management, I volunteered with a couple of my teachers and they did not weddings, but other like massive events. And um, yeah, I was just like, I can do this. I got this. <laughs> totally. And now it's so much more than just a day of coordination it's totally grown so much in the past um two years yeah we've been for two years wow Monica Um, (laughs) and what is the meaning and how did you decide on the name day of diva 
Okay, so I wish I had the like um the note that I had all these name ideas down for. I had like the weirdest names. Anyway, my dad came up with a couple good ones. There was like bridal bestie. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> and I wanted it to be a play on words. Like I love like the B's and the D's and like things, you know, sounding cohesive and then I was I was like okay well obviously I started with only day of so I was like playing around with day of day of day of and uh we landed on day of I think you know what now that I'm saying that I'm pretty sure my dad came up with this because I was facetiming my family Hulu and I we were like trying to figure out the name and I'm pretty sure my dad said day of diva and I we were all like yeah <laughs> no I know totally and you asked me I think it was in the middle of wedding season when we were driving someone you're like should we change the name and I was like no it's like <laughs> such a trademark name and like it's just the it's just so cute we're the divas we yeah, totally. that can't be taken away from us it's totally our personality too yes, <laughs> yes true so when you started this two years ago, did you ever think it would grow to the size that it is now in such a short amount of time? No. Oh my gosh. I, um, I, I, wow, clearly I'm lost for words. Uh, I think at the time I was like, you know, what? I'll just do this on the side and see what happens. And I don't know, just, you know, see where it goes kind of thing. I had a dream of, you know, doing full planning. I had no idea what that looked like or how I would get there. But um, no, this is not where I thought we'd be in two years. Like, that's not a lot of time. And now, you know, I'm full time with it. Maybe Monica's going to be full time next year. That would be amazing. So, yeah, absolutely. I did not think we'd be here today. I know. Two years and a global pandemic. And here we are almost both working this full time. Gosh. It's crazy how fast Mm -hmm. it all went. I feel like we've been here for a lifetime and I've only been with you for like a year. So, same. Clearly, we're killing it. Yes. So what was it like having your first year of business in the middle of a global pandemic? And what was the biggest thing you learned? Oh, gosh. I think when everything started happening, I was... I was scared. I, I didn't have the answers. And I didn't know how to, you know approach my clients because well I mean no one knew how to do that because no one knew what to do or what was happening so it definitely was hard because I didn't know how to like guide my clients at first but there was lots of resources like um what's that app where everyone clubhouse yes I remember that was such a thing that helped me immensely because a lot of you know Uh, event individuals from Calgary from other parts of the world were in there and sharing their experiences and how to you know change contracts and move dates and you know guide your couples and not have them like you know postpone and see if we can you know follow through with things depending on restrictions and stuff like that so it was scary like I had a so I had a full-time job at the time and then I got let go literally as soon as that hit so I was off for three months 
And I was like trying to figure out what to do with this business. I didn't know if weddings were even going to happen or what that was looking like. I was trying to navigate getting my business off the ground during a global pandemic and just trying to navigate all of that. So it was a lot, but I definitely learned a ton. I think my biggest takeaway from the first year of business is just, you know, being open to information and knowledge and growing and really, I'm really grateful for all the other vendors that I've connected with because it's so nice to have this group of people that, you know, if you don't know what to do or how to approach something or anything like that, I have this group of, you know, florists and planners and lot like venue owners that I could be like, Hey, like, what do you guys think about this? So I'm really grateful for that. And I feel like I just learned a lot about running a business, (laughs) the hard times. (laughs) Oh yeah. And it's crazy the like connections that we make with vendors, even in just the short amount of time that we Mm -hmm. work with them, whether we meet them at a wedding for six hours, it feels like you're best friends by the end of the night with all the vendors. It's just, we're all in the same boat and um, we all have this mutual understanding of the work that we do on wedding days and how crazy the industry is that we are in. So it's just like this mutual like, oh, yeah, 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 we know what you mean. We get it. So it's like we bond instantly with everyone, right? A hundred percent. And we could reach out to any of them, even if we only met them for five minutes. They'd be like, Seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got your back. Absolutely. What would you say um, your biggest takeaway was from the very first wedding you did to where we are at now with doing weddings? Oh, I loved my first wedding so, so much. I was also scared, so scared because I don't know if I've told this story on here, but um, essentially I launched my business in October and I was planning on doing our family friend's wedding in May. Um, cause I was like, okay, that's enough time. I'll do one in May. And then, you know, I can book up the summer and I'll have done one and it'll be a friend. So it's like a little bit less pressure. And I got an inquiry for a March wedding and I was like, Oh no, like I had some serious, um, out in myself and I was like oh my gosh well first of all their wedding was at the Fairmont Palliser it was 200 people they you know this was probably like a $150,000 wedding and they needed some help and I just felt like a fish out of water because I had never dealt with you know that type of clientele within the wedding world because that a golf course weddings are a little bit different right so I was like oh my gosh like I'm nervous I didn't even know if I was gonna take it and I just you know, <laughs> uh, confided in everyone and they're like it's the same like all weddings are the same like you're doing the same you know you're reaching out to the vendors making the timeline doing all of that like nothing is changing you know and I was like okay so I met with her and we are like still <laughs> we still stay in touch to this day her mom actually left me a message on uh, one of our Instagram posts for the two years. And she was like, I'm so happy you were part of our day. Anyway, um, from now until then, I think I learned my worth because I probably charged, like the time that I, (laughs) that went into that wedding, I probably made like 
ten dollars an hour yeah. <laughs> like no word of a lie and I had to I paid for my own parking there and that was like an arm and a leg and <laughs> so I definitely learned the value of it and how much people appreciate this service and that it is suit like the value in it is super high and I should start charging more. I, I don't regret any of, you know, my lower paying clients that, you know, within those first couple of years, they, I all, I learned so much from them, but um, that would be the biggest thing. And I also learned that a lot of stuff can be done over email versus uh, in-person meetings. Like I went to a lot of their, because it was my first one, I wanted to be super hands-on. And so I was like, meeting with them here and going to the decor and doing that and doing that. And like, I could see if maybe that was more of like a full planning, but you know, at the time that's what I needed to feel comfortable. I wanted to know everything that was happening so I could execute properly. Now it's a little bit different. Like I know the hours that we put into a day of client and it's, I think I spent like 60 hours, whereas now we spend more so like 25 to 30. So just learning balance. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know, what's funny. I was at that first wedding and Mm -hmm. we didn't even know who each other was because I worked at the Palliser at that time. I know exactly what the wedding was like. And we probably met each other and didn't even probably the connection. So it's crazy that I was at the first wedding with you and now we're here together. So I know that is so freaky. We are meant to be a hundred percent. Okay. So how do you find inspiration for wedding design for the full planning and partial planning uh, couples? (gasps) Yes. Um, there's so many things that play into the factor of the design and all of that. So I think the biggest thing would obviously be the venue. Um, Secondly would be what the couple's priorities are for the day. So like I have a couple, um, a couple now that's like, I want the most lavish like tablescapes. Like I want it to be so beautiful for my guests. And you know, that's where we would obviously spend most of our designing and we really want to perfect that so when I when it comes to designing and inspiration I pull from okay what are the vendors what is the venue what is the couple's vision and then I usually go off of colors and then style I mean I find a lot of stuff on Pinterest usually and we just not that we're like copying and pasting, but we we take those inspiration photos and we make it their own. Like if they're like, oh my gosh, I love, you know, this, like I love pompous grass and I just want it everywhere. And that's fine. I find a lot of people are doing pompous grass. So how can we make it different? Like for this client, we're adding her colors are more of like burnt orange, red, sage, and pompous. So it's kind of like, Uh, a more moodier boho so we're calling it glam boho I love (laughs) it boho so yeah I just play off of all those different things and I find a lot of inspiration really with colors first and of course Pinterest no of course and that's one of my favorite parts I think is seeing that everyone has their own style and design mm-hmm. even though like pompous grass might be the thing or like pastel blue seemed to be the color this year but yeah everybody did it differently so even yes. though you're following the trends or whatever the color might be you can do it your own way yes totally 
Um, do you have hopes and dreams for what will happen with Day of Diva in the next 10 years? <gasps> 10 years. Oh my gosh. 10 years. Wow. Okay. So I will be 37. <laughs> um, I would say in the next five years, I definitely want, um, you know, myself and then you to move into a more like full planning position. And then I, I think if we have, you know, two other kind of lead coordinators under us taking on those day of clients so we can focus more on full planning and partial planning and operating, you know, the business and stuff. So I'd love to have a team uh, of, you know, a bunch of awesome people. So I think that's where I see us in the next five years. And then the five years after that, I would love to be a little bit more hands off. And more of, you know, having those lead planners taking on those clients. And I take on, you know, a few weddings here and there, but eventually just kind of fizzle my way out and just be kind of the overseer. And beyond that, I would love to get into like a coaching position. I love, um, I have a lot of wedding planning coaches that I have and mentors that I've used. And I just love that aspect of things. And I think there's so much knowledge to be shared within this industry. And it not it didn't always used to be like that. Like, when I did Julianne Young's um, wedding mentorship, she was like, yeah, I had a mentor and she wouldn't even tell me like the ins and outs of, you know, budgeting and stuff like that, because everyone was so like, kept everything so close to their chest. And it's like, yeah, I just think there's so much to share and it's not like you're in competition with any of these people. So it's just like, why not? I'd love to be a wedding coach, I guess. I could totally see you doing that. Like, totally. <laughs> yeah. You totally have the right personality for that. Well, and I mean, everyone has their own style. So like people are picking their coordinator, a planner off of the, their style, yeah. their personality. So I don't really think that there's a need for competition. There's always competition in the industry though. So Yes. Um, and plus, we dream of our office. We've already designed it in our heads. <gasps> yes, we have. It's so glam. Okay, so we are now going to move to uh, the questions from the Instagram followers. Okay. Ooh. So if I say people's names wrong, I'm very sorry <laughs> um, in advance. So first, You're calling them out. Dante.sk. They would like to know, what advice would you give to someone considering starting their own wedding coordinator business? Oh my gosh, do it. Freaking do it. Um, my advice would be to get all your processes in place. I mean, you start booking people, but I think the biggest thing for me was I, I kind of already knew the flow of how things worked. So... I did a lot of research on how to, how to day of coordinate. <laughs> There's tons of resources out there, like free booklets and stuff. You guys don't even know how many like courses I downloaded when I was building this business, but I made it into my process of like, okay, three months out, we do this, two months out, we do this, one month that we do this, but that'll just keep you sane. Uh, when you start taking on a lot of clients. So do it. I think if you feel comfortable and you think you can do it, maybe do a friend's wedding first. But yeah, that's my advice. I would also say just get out there and volunteer somewhere. Yeah. Like I think a lot of companies 
would happily accept volunteers and you can sort of see how the process goes and you can ask like a hundred questions if you want and see if it's like really something that that is your passion yes that's a good point too because a lot of people think it's so glam and so beautiful and such an amazing industry and it is but there's also you know we've already talked about this on here the 3 a.m scraping gum off of some sort of (laughs) rental or something that we have to return i don't think we've ever scraped gum (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean okay um next we have letter pretty and she would (gasps) like to know well she says describe your dream couple (gasps) Oh, I know my dream couple. My dream couple has no budget. No. <laughs> um, my dream couple, I feel like I have a, a lot of our couples are our dream couples right now. They, you'll know this, Monica. They're like, you know, they know what they want and they want this beautiful, magical day, but they totally let us, you know, run the show. It's not too like hands on for them. They're just like, yeah, we trust you do your thing. They're super laid back. And yeah, I don't, I think that's kind of it. What do you think? I think that we always say to each other at the end of every wedding, oh, this is my favorite couple. This yeah. is my favorite couple. Like I think every couple we've done our wedding for is our favorite. Yeah. And I think it's totally just like, being there for them and having that creative freedom and like on the day okay does it look exactly like the picture or can we like just make it look beautiful in this space and a lot of people are just like you just do you and make it look beautiful that's the best part because especially with day of a lot of people are like this is what I envision um but at the same time usually it's like those couple days leading up to their wedding they're like this is all my stuff again but like put it wherever you want or whatever looks good and having that on us being like okay we can you know have that creative freedom and if something looks horrible when we put it up we have the the reins to change it kind of thing so those are definitely our types of clients but everyone's our favorite. We don't we don't pick favorites here. No, no, <laughs> we do love everyone. <laughs> um, Letter Pretty would also like to know what your favorite part about being a wedding planner is. I think the reason I definitely was like, oh my gosh, I love this was after my first wedding I did at another golf course. I it's just. At the end of the day, when they're so, you know, they're glowing, they just got married, they're so happy, they're so excited. And like you said before, Monica, like getting those hugs and those thanks, you, it's just a very fulfilling role that you play in one of the most important special days of people's lives. So it's so cool to be a part of that and see it all come together. And it's just, it's, it's hard to describe the feeling really. It totally is like you're just in that moment and you see it all happen and it's like a rush of adrenaline with such joy, even though you're like, oh, I'm exhausted, but it's just so fulfilling the job. I always cry during the thank you speech when they're like Amanda and Monica or like, oh yeah, we're at least crying once. I'm always crying in the corner. Either the first dance, the thank you speech, the ceremony, we always cry. True. Um, Stephanie Demio would like to know the most overrated and the most underrated thing to do slash have at your wedding. Oh, wow. So most overrated thing. 
Okay, I this is my opinion. I think dessert is overrated at a wedding or a wedding cake in general because um, no one eats it. Like, you'll see, Monica, you've seen it. Like, people will buy cupcakes and donuts and have this huge, like, dessert wall. Like, I feel like a lot of the time it doesn't get eaten. So I personally think if you have a dessert served to your guests, yes. But if you have, like, this station or a cake that's supposed to be like cut up and self-serve, it's not going to get eaten. No, I totally think if people are doing wedding cakes, it needs to be like the focal dessert without like a hundred other desserts. And it mm-hmm. needs to be like served to everybody at the table. Because yeah. by that time, dancing's happening. People are having fun and they forget that there's cake there. And then there's just the small cakes that people use to cut that no one ever even tries a bite out of except for that one yes. moment. I'm trying to think of the most underrated thing. Underrated. Like on a wedding day or just in weddings in general? Just in general. Like some, maybe it's something to have at your wedding or something that to do at your wedding. Hmm. I feel like people always say this all the time, but not a lot of our couples do it. But I do think everyone should have a moment with their partner not with guests around them because we see it all the time where they're just you know going around saying thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you and they just start to get like so exhausted that they haven't even had like a moment to soak it in because even following the ceremony you know the wedding party follows you out then you go off for photos and then you go to dinner so if you can schedule in some time to just yeah go in the bridal suite have a glass of champagne chill as mr and mrs that would be good um i had something else that i was thinking of too underrated honest i was was just gonna go you go first i was just (laughs) gonna say i totally agree with that because I've been seeing like two of the biggest trends online right now for weddings are eating dinner alone, just the two of you, um, like in a room oh, or cute. whatever, like it's only like 20, 30 minutes. People don't even know you're gone, right? Everyone's eating. They're eating with the people at their table. They're not paying attention to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that I've seen that I think is such a cute idea to have your moment is the last dance. So everybody's gone. That's cute. You have like your final dance, final moment together. But I totally agree. Like, take that 20, 30 minutes to have with your significant other partner because no one's going to even notice you're gone. Absolutely. I agree. I like the final dance thing too. That's cute. A couple, one of our couples did that, didn't they? Last dance song. Oh, yes. They did. Yeah. In, uh, where were we? Bounce? Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. That was so cute. Sorry, but what was your other underrated thing? What I was going to say, and I'm sure there's questions about this, was me now being on the other side of the wedding world, now it's an engaged woman. Um, So Julio and I actually were engaged for like 10 days before we even told anyone. I didn't even tell Monica, but I did give her a hint. Um, okay she didn't tell me but she said hey Monica I have a secret I can't tell you but I'll be able to tell you this weekend and I was like 
okay, so you're engaged. And she went on this whole story about how people think she's getting engaged when they go away. And I was like, girl, you cannot fool me. (laughs) So my tip and what I am so thankful that we did is, yeah, we were engaged for like 10 days before we told anyone. Um, And it was so nice. It was so fun because as soon as we told people, it was like, when are you getting married? What about this? And obviously, it's so nice to share it with everyone. And it's super exciting. But it was really nice to have that 10 days to ourselves of like, oh, we're engaged. And like, okay, have a good day at work, fiance. Like, love you. Bye. So I if you're not engaged, and you are gonna get engaged soon. That is what I recommend because it was like, so fun. I feel like it'd be hard to keep the secret for some people though. Like I love that. But I think like for me, you know me, I have the largest mouth. It was so hard for me to keep the secret from like specific people. Yeah, it was hard. Like once we got the ring that we wanted, um, I was like, oh God, I really want to wear this. And I really want to tell people. (laughs) But then we told our families and then I could tell you, Monica. Yeah, I even saw her for like a full four hours and she didn't say a thing. And I even tried to (laughs) cry from her. (laughs) it was great I gotta have a little excitement in life Mm -hmm. okay so you are right everybody would like to know um, (laughs) about the proposal and how it happened oh yes okay um it just happened at home yeah it was super special intimate I don't even think that like Julio knew he was gonna ask but we just, I feel like we've known for a while that we're going to get married and yeah, we just spent the whole day together. I think we were in Banff and during the day, I can't remember, but it was just, yeah, a beautiful day spent together and he was just like, he kind of baited me a little bit because if you guys know Julio, he he goes all out in everything and he had all these lavish ideas planned and all this stuff. And he like, he gets a little sidetracked because I'm not like that at all. I don't need anything super crazy over the top special. So I think he was just like, yeah, like, would you say yes? Um, Just like if I asked you at home and I was like, yeah, I would say yeah. <laughs> and then a little bit later he asked, so, yeah, it was very nice. That's so cute. <laughs> the boys get so nervous, even though, like, you guys have been together for so long and, like, he knew you've talked about it. He <laughs> knew you were going to say yes, but they just get so nervous to ask. It's so I sweet. just feel like there's so much pressure for them. Like, I can't imagine being on the other side and trying to decide, you know, what what would be the most spectacular way, but... In reality, it's just the it's just the asking that matters, not the big show or. Oh yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Any guy that's listening to this, yeah, <laughs> honestly, you might have the most lavish girlfriend, but it's about the moment you have together. It doesn't matter where it is or what happens. It's just about the moment you have together, being together for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's so special yeah either way no matter how it comes out it it will be great okay so are you willing to spill any information on when (laughs) your wedding might be what your vision is for your wedding a lot of people are so curious about what the wedding planner is doing for her own wedding oh gosh um 
<sighs> I don't know. So we're <laughs> we're going away to Europe and uh, we were debating. We're like, should we just elope there? Like, that would be great. And then we can just have a party like in a, in a year with everyone. Um, only because I don't know, our priorities are definitely not this huge, lavish, crazy, over the top, massive wedding. We're definitely we have a pretty, you know, tight knit family and friends. And we really like it that way. Like, we're, I wouldn't call us private, but we're just kind of to ourselves, I would say. So the ceremony piece for me is very intimate. And I actually don't know if I would want even like my whole family there. Like I think it would be amazing to do like a helicopter elopement and just say our vows and then like come back to just like a cocktail reception style party. That's my vision. I don't think it'll be happening anytime soon. Gosh, 2022 for us is just so busy. I would say like 2023, 2024. I don't know. I have no idea. But the reception part would be, oh gosh, it would just be all about the party. Like I'd love to still do the speeches because I think my family would still, that would be so fun. Like I, my family's crazy. So it would be fun to do that piece and definitely like first dances, but it would be very untraditional I would probably save the ceremony for just us and um do a big party that's personally my style I haven't uh talked to Julio about this much really (laughs) I totally see it I even told you before you told me you're engaged I was like oh you're totally gonna elope in Europe and then have some giant party a few years from now so yeah my mom was like don't I thought about you maybe thinking that you should elope in uh Europe she was like but I mean do whatever you want and I was like <laughs> I was like I have no idea I'm yeah. not gonna be surprised when you come back and tell me you're married but I mean it's so Sorry. different for everyone and it's so different for what everybody wants and what is most important for them and that's the special things about wedding is it doesn't have to be the same for everybody. And I agree. I think now being on the other side of that first initial oh my gosh what are you doing what's the plan kind of thing um I will say it's really hard to not do everything for everyone else um but I'm definitely trying to stick to my guns because that is what I tell my clients (laughs) and try to make the day you know mostly about yours I know lots of factors play into that with people and family and if family's giving you money and sometimes they feel you know entitled to opinions and things like that but with that said I yeah I really want to embody that myself because that is what I tell all of my clients is remember that the day is for you and not for everyone else (laughs) I totally agree with you it's all about what you guys want as a couple but it's hard to make those decisions when your family's pressuring you and be like you have to invite this person you have to do that yes but at the end of the day It's your special day and you have to decide how you want to remember it. Exactly. And don't worry, I'm available to help (laughs) you plan your wedding and be there on the day for whatever extravagant experience we have. Perfect. I will need help. I wonder where I could where I would do it. I was envisioning like Char Bar would be a fun party. 
Oh yeah, that place is really nice with the rooftop area and just like the angle and Inglewood and everything. Right, that'd be fun. I could totally see it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you so much for letting me interview you. <laughs> I hope you guys have learned a little bit more about Amanda, who she is. Now we have the tea on her wedding visions. Yes. Um, and you can find us popping on the Day of Diva at Instagram. Follow us here so you can listen to all the podcasts that come out every uh, second week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes, you nailed that. It's like you've done this before. Thanks for having me. And I'm sure you're going to see a lot more of me in the future. (laughs) Thank you, Monica. Bye. Bye. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked this episode and you want to share the wedding planning podcast with more people, I encourage you to screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag at the day of diva. That would just brighten my day and we can spread it with more people that are planning their wedding. If you need to find me at the day of diva on Instagram and our website is dayofdiva.ca. See you guys next time.